pray for us. We are going to need it. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are in control. Uh, and so, Lord, this morning as we read your word, I pray that it would be your voice that we hear. I pray that it would be your spirit that guides us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, when uh, the election happened on Tuesday, uh, there were some people who were very happy and there are some people who were very upset. And when there's a crisis or um, an event like this, of this magnitude, um, there's, I go to a place for truth. I go to a place for calm. I go to a place to kind of see if I can figure it all out. And that's Facebook. And uh, <laughs> so, so against my uh, better judgment, um, I went on Facebook and uh, noticed a lot of different things. And um, here's, here's what I want to talk about this morning. What we've been talking about, it's a series called Starting Strong, and it's talking about what happens when you get a community, essentially the church, which the Greek word is ekklesia, which just means gathering. What happens when you take a gathering and you add the Holy Spirit to it? That's basically what we've been talking about, how the early church started with first a gathering and then trying to figure out hierarchies and all this kind of stuff, and then a movement of the Holy Spirit. And what we've been trying to do throughout these weeks is show how the church is different than our culture. The church is unique. The Bible calls the church uh, Jesus' bride. It's cherished. The church is called a body. All moving parts, all different, working together for one common goal, and that is the kingdom of God. And so as I was on Facebook reading, um, I noticed that one thing about our culture that cannot enter the church of Jesus Christ, and that is the inability to listen to each other. If we are just talking, if we're just pontificating, if we're demonizing, if we're pushing back on one type of person or another type of person, we are going to miss the essential of what it means to be the church. I had a conversation with someone a while back, and they said, John, I'm not coming to church anymore. And I said, why? You know? He said, well, I've read somebody's Facebook page, and I can't go to church with somebody like that. And I understand where they were coming from. I, I, I get it. I read the Facebook post as well, and I left the church for a while. Uh, but I realized, wait, I, I get a paycheck from you. I got to come back. Right? No, no. I, I, I get it. I, I know that some of these things are troubling. I know that a lot of the issues we're facing are very, very serious, and they're very, very complex. And so our culture now has grown into this thing that thrives on tiny narratives. You take a very complex issue and you just boil it down to one little statement and you attach it to somebody and you demonize them. There can be none of that 
in the church. And what I want to do this morning is look at how the early church handled something just like this. And then halfway through, I'll tell you how I voted, okay? So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. Don't worry about it. This will be fun. So uh, what we're in uh, right now is the book of Acts, and we're in chapter 15. Last week, we talked about um, uh, Paul, uh, the apostle Paul getting stoned, and then this week, we legalized it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I've, been, I've been waiting all morning to tell that joke. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, uh, last week, we talked about uh, him getting attacked with rocks, okay, and they left him for dead. And they drug him out of the city. Settle down. Good night. <laughs> Golly, you guys are out of control. Uh, I've, I've been, I woke up this morning. I told Lisa I was going to tell that joke. And she gave me approval. So if you, if you, have, a, if you have a problem, talk to her. It's just a shame on you. Uh, so we talked about how Paul, like, the, like this is where the wheels start falling off the church. This is where they, he, they start entering into conflict. And we talked about last week, no matter what happens in this election, that it's going to be okay, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. And so we talked about even in the time of tension and difficulty, we can experience God in a really powerful way. And that's what Paul did. Well, Paul ended up in a city called Antioch, and I'll put the... Um, slide up here again to show you uh, where it is. Antioch's up there. It's about 300 miles north of Jerusalem, and uh, that's where he's at, where we find him in this uh, section of scripture right now. It's uh, Acts chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch. Now, just so we understand, when it says go down to or come up to, it's not talking about north and south. Uh, Jerusalem was on a mountain. So you always go up to Jerusalem and you always come down from Jerusalem, okay? So that's, that's why it says, you know, you're looking and you're going, they went down and you, oh, the, it's not up there, but um, so they come down from, uh, down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. Now, if they were a political party, okay, the, the, these Pharisees that are coming up with this idea, um, I could absolutely show them in Scripture why that, they're wrong. I can because that isn't, you're putting something on the gospel that was never intended to be on the gospel. You're, you're adding something to the gospel. The gospel is simply this, that we are a broken people, we're separated from God because of our sin, we need a payment for that sin. Jesus came and was the atoning sacrifice for all people, and it's a free gift for anyone who would like to receive it. That's the gospel. And so these guys are coming, and they're, they're adding something to it. Now, we can easily look at this and say, you're wrong, we're right, get out of here. I could, I can, I can, they're wrong, okay? Uh, they're absolutely wrong. Or I could try to figure out why they think that way. So I could put a bumper sticker on. I could write a Facebook post. I could do whatever all about circumcision. I mean, just think about that. You have to get surgery <laughs> in order to be saved. I have a couple quick questions. Number one, how would anyone know? Okay. I don't know how they did that. Uh, okay. And then, so women can't be saved? I don't know. That was my other question. Like, what is this? And so, you're, it, they add something to this. Now, watch what happens. 
this is really important. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. They were totally opposed to this. Totally against it. Now, here, here's what you have. You have two groups of people, both trying to please God. The Pharisees weren't doing it just because they invested in the circumcision business and they didn't want that to go away, okay? All right. That's not why they were doing it. They were doing it because they love God. And it has been a tradition, it has been ingrained in them ever since they were born. As a matter of fact, there's a, there's a ceremony that they all went through on the eighth day to be circumcised. It's a big, big deal. It's what set them apart from the Gentiles. It's in the Bible. They've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. And now this gospel comes along. And it's different. And it just doesn't sit right with them. And so they needed to take action. They had to do something about it. And so they leave Jerusalem and they go down the mountain. And the whole way, I'm sure they're talking to each other. Oh, I can't believe it. Uncircumcised. I'm going to go up. I'm going to tell Paul exactly what I feel. Like, I'm just going to, you know, and off they go. Do, 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 300 miles. And they're, so they're into it, right? He sent them, uh, so Paul and Barnabas, they, they're, they're in sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed along with some other believers to go up to Jerusalem, go back there to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way. And as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the believers very glad. See, there was something else happening even though those Pharisees felt very, very, very strongly about this idea of having to be circumcised, there was something else happening. God's Spirit was on the move. People were coming to Christ, and Gentiles were coming to Christ. And this was just brand new. It, it, the whole Old Testament was that we are the people of God, and He is our God. We are a race of people. And now this has been, the doors have been blown off it. And now God is including people from all different races, all different backgrounds, all different things. So just to kind of show you with this verse, uh, they go, come down from Antioch or, uh, and then they're in Phoenicia there and they're in Samaria and they make it all the way to Jerusalem. And they're telling these stories about what the Holy Spirit is doing. Let me just make this little point. I wonder if there are things we're holding on to in our lives that we're so passionate about that we actually miss a move of the Spirit because we're clinging to those things as though it was God himself. And in a group this size and just knowing all of our different backgrounds, um, uh, we're going to disagree on a lot of issues. We just are. Because that's life. And the church, if the church can't hang with this, if the church can't have people sitting next to each other that have different viewpoints, there is no hope for anybody. <laughs> this is the place where we're supposed to be able to 
put those other things aside. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but John, the, the things I'm really passionate about, those are godly things. Totally understand. But it doesn't give us the right to then label and shun and um, marginalize people who might think differently. And so they come down here. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Okay, now watch. So, so they come down, and now they're with the church. And it's like, this must have been awesome. You got Paul there, Barnabas there, uh, James, Jesus' brother, is there. Peter's there. So you just got this powerhouse in Jerusalem of the church. And, and, and here's the first thing. There's disagreement. There's controversy. I think the church should be comfortable with disagreements. I think the church should be comfortable with debate. I'm going from here into a board meeting, okay? That, that, that board should be able to say, I disagree with this, and I should be able to push back. That doesn't really happen that much, but if it did, we should be comfortable with it. Why? Because we're working on the kingdom of God. It's important stuff. It should never be where, oh my goodness, someone disagreed with me. I'm, I'm going to take my ball and go home. That's not the church. A church is moving parts, all different people from all different backgrounds, all different strengths, working together under one common goal. And I'll show you what that goal is in just a little bit. They come to Jerusalem. They're welcome. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. So they come up, and this is their big thing. And I totally get it. This has been a part of their tradition, their heritage, their identity for a long, long time. They've had this drilled into them. Their grandfather, great-grandfather, they got their father. Everybody's talking about this is how you live. This is how you are set apart. This is what it means to be a, a person of God. This is what it means to be a Jew. You're circumcised and you follow the law of Moses. So here they are in this meeting with like the biggest players in like Christian church history. Paul, Barnabas, Peter, James. They easily, easily could have said, get out. You guys don't know what you're talking about. And they could have just, they could have just said, hey, we're taking a vote right now. Done. Watch what they do. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. They met. They weren't threatened by the question. They weren't outraged by the question. They weren't going crazy over the question. They met. They discussed. They reasoned. Paul probably wrote something on Facebook. But anyway, uh, he, <laughs> he was writing all sorts of stuff. Watch what... <laughs> That was a dumb joke. All right, uh, watch what happens. After much discussion, so they're talking about all these things. Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. I don't know if you remember this story. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Peter was on the roof and he had a vision of this, this sheet being lowered from... Uh, from um, uh, heaven 
with all this different food on it. Okay, and, and it was food that, some food that he was allowed to eat and some food that, he's, that he wasn't allowed to eat. And he heard a voice from uh, God saying, kill and eat. And Peter's like, I, I just can't do that. I've, I've had it ingrained in me my whole life. And this happened three times. And Peter still couldn't get himself past that. Listen, there are people sitting next to you that might think differently on certain subjects and they just can't think the other way. And guess what? They're saved by grace. They're saved by the grace of God. That God didn't say to them, when you get your right beliefs, then, then you're saved. He said, why don't, we get your salvation worked out and then we'll work out some of your beliefs. This is why at our church we have belong, okay, and then believe and then be changed. That anyone can come and belong. They can be a part of who we are even if you think differently. But I'm going to try and get you to believe some stuff. I really am. I'm going to try and get you to believe the Bible so much so that you follow it with everything you have. Like, like, that's it. And then I believe that you're going to be changed. I think that's the way it works. And so after much discussion, Peter gets up and he says, I had this experience and, 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 and three times that sheet came down and Peter said, no, all three times. And I, I joked that time that then the bacon was taken away and Peter lost out on, on, on the main part of life, okay? Uh, but, but, but that was it. He just couldn't. And when you've been told and you've grown up a certain way, all this, it's really hard to change your opinion. It takes a very long time. I was talking to Rihanna this morning, and uh, uh, we were just talking about how we've changed, like, think of your high school self, you know? <laughs> okay? Uh, just, just think of, like, where, what you believed in high school and what you believe now, like the difference in, 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 in those people. Of who, who there, and we were just commenting about how much we've changed. I've changed a lot more because I'm like a thousand years old. But, uh, but just what, what, and what would you say to your high school self? Well, God allowed that to happen. Why can't we allow it to happen in each other? Like, like, like maybe someone does believe a, a different thing about, let's just pick some of them uh, abortion, um, uh, um, illegal immigration or immigration, gun control. Like some of these things are very, very, very volatile subjects. And someone next to you might think differently. The grace of God in the church of Jesus Christ should go past all that. And so uh, you hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, check this out, who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. Guess who knows the heart? Good guess. You guys are on top of it. Guess who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, Facebook. <laughs> the answer is me. We can say that. So I'm going to say guess who doesn't and you're going to own it. Ready? Guess who doesn't? Exactly right. Me either. Thank goodness. That would be frightening. Uh, 
God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. Wow, listen to this. He did not discriminate between us and them. He, he did not make them have to do a bunch of things before they got saved. Some of these Gentiles, especially the, uh, the ones in Antioch, uh, they were, they were, they did some sinning, okay? They, they did some, they did some sinning stuff, okay? And, but God saved them before they had to get all their right thoughts in, in, in line. You see that? He says, now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? In other words, why are you making them change when you didn't change? But Peter knows, listen, aren't you guys glad the law's not here anymore? We could never follow it. We were always rejecting God. We were never doing it right. God was always upset. And then we'd come back and say we're sorry. And then he'd give us another chance. And he's like, he's like man, don't you guys get it? Why, why would we put that on them if we couldn't do it ourselves? I would say the same thing about us as a church in these different areas. Why? There's areas, I, I don't mean to upset you, but there's some areas that you're, you're wrong, okay? Because we're flawed. There are things that I feel so strongly about that in 10 years, I might find out, wow, I was wrong. Do you know in the 90s, we could smoke on airplanes? What the? <laughs> like now you think about that and go, that was the dumbest thing. Well, people fought for that. Like, like no, it's my right to, to, to fill it with carcinogens. That's my right, uh, right? I mean, there's just times we just change. Now watch what he says. So he's talking about this thing of like, we can't put on somebody that we don't want to have put on us. He says, no, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. And they couldn't have been more different than the Jews I mean, the, the, it wasn't just Jews and Gentiles. This wasn't just a race thing. This was a culture thing. The Gentiles, some of them in some of these areas, were wackadoo, okay? And, but God allowed them to be saved and then would begin to work through sanctification, to work through holiness, to work through some of these things. The same grace of God that you and I have experienced at the time we experienced it, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we had it wrong, while we were prideful and arrogant and lustful and uh, just all these things, Christ died for us. That same grace God asks us to give to each other. And we can. And we should. So the whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the signs and the wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished, James spoke up. He said, brothers, listen to me. And James doesn't tell stories about himself. He goes right to the scripture. And so you've got these personal testimonies and then you've got the scripture. And this is a great way to work through issues. 
We don't just say, oh, your ideas are good, you know, let live and let live. We want to go to the scriptures to see where we might be wrong on some issues. And every single one of these, these complex issues has scriptures that could be used to, to help fortify. And that's our job, is to rightly divide the word of truth. And so it's uh, James... James is actually the half-brother of Jesus. That's what this James is, the one who wrote the book of James. And um, like I say all the time, if you can convince your brother that you're God, <laughs> then you probably are God. Um, because G James believed that. My, my brother has his PhD from MIT, uh, but he's not God. Um, he says, so he goes on, he talks about that. And here's what he says. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them, and now watch what he says. This is wacky. Telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols. What? From sexual immorality. Okay, get that one. From the meat of strangled animals and from blood. Okay, James, why don't you sit down now and we'll listen to somebody else talk, right? That, like, that makes no sense to us, but it makes perfect sense. And it's really beautiful language, except for the blood and the strangling part, uh, of what James is trying to do. See, James is, is, is these aren't theological requirements, this is, how are we going to have, it's so important to James that Jews and Gentiles are able to fellowship together in, in, their, uh, uh, in church, in these ecclesias, in these gatherings, that we'll get, the Jews will give up the circumcision thing, but you've got to give up some things that are just too hard for them to do, and it's going to divide. And so James doesn't want to divide. He goes on. He says this. For the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest times, and it is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. In other words, this, you're not getting over this one. It's just you're making it too difficult for the Jews if when you get together, you have meat sacrificed to idols. It's just too hard. You've got to look past what, whether they're right or not, or whether you're right, and you guys got to get it right. And so, so he, he, he brings these uh, things, the apostles and the elders and the brothers. Um, uh, um, so he writes this letter, to the apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, uh, Cilicia, greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed. Now listen, were there some people there that did not agree? <laughs> Absolutely. But see, once this decision is made, unity prevails. And so they're still unified, even though they're, they're a little bit different in how they approach these things. We all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul, men who've risked their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. And then he says one of the weirdest statements in the Bible as far as I'm concerned. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. <laughs> like, couldn't you have just stopped with the Holy Spirit? Like, why'd you have to put your own thing in there? If it seems good to the Holy Spirit, then do it. But, and to us, not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. Listen, Sometimes a move of the Spirit looks more like policy than it does Pentecost. Like sometimes God 
God's spirit moves and it's not tongues of fire and it's not a healing and it's not something weird. It's, it's the church getting together and coming up with a solution for a problem that stops division. That God's spirit moved through these men and there were women there too, men and women, where they could come up with a, a thing where it's like, listen, we're gonna disagree on these different things. But here's what we're gonna do because unity and us being able to be together because the grace of God has been poured out for everyone, we're gonna have to come up with a solution. And so it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And here's what he says. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. Antioch, that was one of Antioch's specialties, <laughs> was sexual immorality. And uh, you will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It's just like, okay, we got a letter. That, the Jerusalem Council, this is what this section of scripture is called the Jerusalem Council. You know, the Jerusalem Council met for a week and they discussed it and now they've written a letter. You know, it's like, hear ye, hear ye. And you know, they, you pull the scroll and it's like, bloop. <laughs> like, wait, I thought they, what did they do up there all, the whole time? Like, this is all they could come up with? You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. Ah, you'll do well to avoid these things. Farewell. Like I said before, sometimes a move of the Spirit looks more like a process than Pentecost. It looks like just us going, okay, I don't agree with what, how you voted, but I, I want to seek to understand why. There are some people, um, I'm pretty sure, in our congregation that actually voted for Donald Trump and was happy to do so and was happy to see him get elected. Are they filled with hate? I doubt it. What, why would they do that, you might ask? I don't know. Ask them. And be fine with the answer. We're just listening. There were some people in this church who voted for Hillary Clinton and are very, very upset that we elected Donald Trump. We don't just say, oh, get over it. Well, sorry, then you should have voted more or whatever we say. We listen. Why? What are you scared of? What's going on? What's going on? These are men and women of God that are coming on different sides of an issue. They're not evil. They're not horrible people. They're not all socialists. They're not all wacky, gun-toting conservatives. It's just they take the word of God, they take their lives, they take their situations, they take their history, they take their personalities, and, and, and this is just how it is. And I told you I was going to tell you how I voted. Uh, I know you're just waiting for that one. Um, so I did vote. I, I, I went to the uh, polls, and um, I left the president blank. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't. I just couldn't, I just couldn't. I, I, there, I, my issues are just all over the map. I, I think I'm all over the map politically. I'm just like wacky. I've never met anyone like me before. Um, I, I don't usually talk about what I believe because it sends people running. Um, but I couldn't. Now, now here's the thing. What does that tell you about me? Oh, it tells me you can't make a decision. <laughs> okay, right? <laughs> Am I conservative? Am I liberal? Am I 
you know, am I against women? Uh, am I against minorities? Am I for dogs and cats living together? And now, like, what, like, what does it tell you? It doesn't tell you anything about me. It doesn't tell you anything about me. What it tells you is that I didn't vote for president. <laughs> That's it. You don't know why. You don't know what's in my heart. You don't know what my convictions are or anything. The same exact thing is true for the other side. It's easy for us to come up with little sayings about each other and little things and say, I can't go to a church and sit next to a person that believes that way. Well, guess what? The next church you go to, you're going to be sitting next to a person that believes that same way. You just don't know it. And so, as Ajua comes back up, um, and I'd be happy to tell you why I didn't uh, at some other time, but uh, later on it says this. This is so neat. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were able to work past this issue. They were able to discuss it. They were able to have differences of opinions. And at the end of the day, there was unity. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. My absolute prayer for Living Spring and for those of you who are who've <laughs> hopefully haven't turned me off on Facebook uh, because I made fun of Facebook. Okay, sorry. Not really, but um, my prayer for Living Spring, my prayer for the church of Jesus Christ is that we can have some differences of opinions, but what unites us is the fact that we are saved by grace through faith regardless of what our beliefs are about these very, very important issues.